Welcome to another episode. Get to it of Nah Fam. Nah Fam, the podcast. Thank you. It's your job. Do your Will job. Will you just Can participate you in this for once? Job. You have one job. Your phone is out. It's distracting so, me. Is this how this is going to go? I was trying to um, pull something up because I think before we get into what we're going to talk about today, we I want to cover a question, listener question as well as make a correction. Okay. From our so I will go ahead and do the correction first if that's okay. Go for it. Okay. It's your show today. So our our last episode I was listening back to it where we sat down with Nick and Katie and something came out of my mouth incorrectly incorrectly. I actually have the knowledge, but I was listening back and I thought, why did I say it that way? That's not accurate information. But we were just Katie and I were talking about the three are three astrological signs, the sun sign, the moon sign, and the rising sign, and distinguishing what the definitions are of those. And Katie had said correctly, you know, her understanding is that the sun sign is like your ego. And I did tell her yes. But then as I was repeating back all three, defining all three, I described the sun as how, as how you present to the world or how people perceive you, which is not accurate. That is the rising sign. So I also did accurately define that as the rising sign. But no, the sun sign is sort of like your overall personality, persona, ego situation. So that's it on that. Wow. That was a lot of words for <laughs> that, that small correction. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand that? Yeah, I actually looked it up after because I said in the show, I'm like, it's like over my head. And I looked it up. I'm like, it's not that complicated. I just... As I hear it and talk about the different pieces of it, like yeah, you you see that this idea echoed in other philosophies on human behavior. And yeah, it seems like every, every, well. everything that we read, no matter what the sources regarding, you know, humanity, and uh-huh. it, it's all like you can change a couple words, and most of it seems very interchangeable concept-wise. Yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all paths lead back to astrology. <laughs> Crazy. Um, okay, so then we had a question, and it's a question for you, and now I need to find it. Oh, um, yeah, the listener wants to know uh, about uh, something you talked about, Jim, in episode 20. You described that um, every time you drove your, to school when you attended that mm-hmm. high school in Germany, yeah. that um, your car was checked the underside of your car was checked with a mirror. What yes. was that for? I'm assuming to look for bombs. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a secure community, so it was a checkpoint to get in and to get out of the out of the community. There were a lot of American um, people that worked at the embassy that lived there in the community. I don't know if there were any, you know, high level diplomats and stuff that lived within the community because the ambassador lived just outside of the community. But our school is full of embassy kids from all over the world, so. I think just because of that, they were on high alert. The Israeli embassy was always on, they were down the street probably a, a couple miles or so, always on very high alert. They Sometimes they would shut the whole street down and stuff like that. So I think it was just looking for, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of signs of a bomb so or something else that would come in. it wasn't just for school. It was for anybody entering. No, anybody coming in and out. And I mm-hmm. could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you had to open your trunk too okay. when you came in. So I, like I said, it was How so long How long did that ago. process take? It was day. quick. No, yeah. it was it was quick. They would they would literally walk around with like this mirror around the bottom of your car and shine it on there and then like I said, I think they opened the trunk up and stuff if depending if you were in a car and stuff, but it was quick. Okay. I mean, it was the whole thing was probably 
you know, 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. So really highly effective probably too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess 20 some years ago, you know, we didn't have all the technology that we have today, at least not in that yeah. way. I mean, yeah, yeah right. Maybe. Exactly. It wasn't that secure. <laughs> so, okay. Anything else to add to that? No, I think that was it. Okay. Well, I've just, I am just dying to pick up on where we left off with our, actually the two episodes ago, our 12 minute corrections episode on the Myers-Briggs stuff. <laughs> and great, you have something in your tooth. It's, I know I'm the only one that can see it, but it's oh, well, thank you. grossing me out. Could you remove it, please? Well, I don't know which, t- the, your it's tooth. Sm- smile. I have more than one smile. tooth. Is it there still? Yeah, it's, just, you really gotta get up in there. Um, for, for the listeners out here, I have a full <laughs> mouth of teeth. Okay. Um, so anyways, yeah, I've, we, we touch on this stuff all the time. We're going to always keep coming back to it. It's just part of my daily life. I'm ready to dig a little deeper with you today. Thanks for the warning. Just go like this. It's like up in your gum, like over here. It's, mm. I don't know that your tongue could even reach that high. Just keep talking. Let me see. <coughs> You're not going to cough it out. Just, yeah, come on. <laughs> it's huge. Get it out. God, see, if you just would have done what I said the first time. There you go. A little cilantro. (laughs) That's a big cilantro. (laughs) That's a big, I didn't chop it too finely tonight. Okay, so I'm I'm going back to my little personality hacker Bible book here and um, getting to more familiar with this Myers-Briggs model and their little car model. And I know I say this a lot, which it's always true. And that's how exciting my life is. My mind is fucking blown. So I wanted to blow your mind too. You ready? I can't wait. This is going to be, <laughs> this is, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Okay. I took some notes. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try to be organized here. Make sense. I told you I had a long Monday today. It's Monday mm-hmm. night. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to okay. try to stay with you here. Okay. We'll see. Well, I don't think we'll. We'll, we'll cut off when it gets too tiring and pick up later if we have to. So let's start with you. Again, Jim, Mr. ISTP. Okay. You are the, what's your archetype name again for that one? Is it like Virtuoso or something? Um, you don't know? Oh my God. I just, I literally just forgot. I okay. totally blanked on it. It. I think. Well, it, actually, it's, it's and not, anyway, that that's just one company's archetype. Every, yeah, of every, course. Everyone of course. sort of labels these differently, but. Yeah, no, go, yeah, so. Okay, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. This this one doesn't use an archetype label. Okay. Um, But we talked, we started, we began to talk <clears throat> last time about how. There are eight sort of cognitive functions. I'm going to wait for you to put your eight phone down. Cognitive there's functions eight, eight, is the virtuoso. Okay. There are eight cognitive functions that we all have, but there's four primary mm-hmm. that they focus on here. They start with the auxiliary, which is your driving function. It's what sort of drives you. You're driven by that. <laughs> and that's where you're going to maybe, you're highly skilled in that area. It's your flow state. When you're in that state, it's your flow state. So for you, you are, let me pull that, you, accuracy. They title it accuracy, which is introverted thinking. You lead with the introverted thinking cognitive function. Do you remember what that means? 
I'd rather have you explain it because I'm gonna mess it up if I just. All right. Spit well, ball. let me try. Let's, let me see. I'm just gonna give some highlights here. Then. Well, okay. Let me click to the page then. All right. So well, you don't know what it is. Come on. It's the ability to prune out logic, inconsistencies, and incongruities. It practices integrity and radical honesty. I'm reading from the personal personality mm-hmm. hacker book. Um, it's focus and skill. So, I mean, is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, absolutely. I get very much into the details and I want things to be a certain way and I will go over and over and over that information in my head many times before I engage in something um, to have all that laid out. Okay. So this is your special talent. I mean, this is where you're at. This is like, this is where you're making the money, Jim. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like you are able, like, do you feel like you're in a position where the things you're doing in life are truly aligned with this function and like how so? So I think uh, this is where it gets a little bit complicated for me because I totally agree with all of that. Mm -hmm. And this is, I've said this over and over Mm -hmm. repeatedly about myself. And one thing I don't like is that like I have a short attention span. So I will focus on something very heavily for a short period of time. Then I'll move on to something else and something else. And I don't end up mastering anything. However, that very much I can I can very much relate to that and everything that I look at or explore or want to learn about I get way into the weeds on little stuff and want it to be want you know the accuracy piece I want it to be just right just a certain way and like I have it yeah and you know figure it out like mm-hmm. whether it's a home project work whatever it is mm-hmm. it's all about that so I just yeah. don't I just don't Put that energy into one specific function. Yeah, but so that's, you that me, doesn't. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. So, so what? What you asked me says, about, like my my job, mm-hmm. I'm in charge of a number of different things at work, mm-hmm. and I put that same energy into a bunch of different areas. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I have that ability, yeah. and I do well it, in that yes. space. So they also they also talk about how um, you are able to prune prune out logical inconsistencies and incongruities, um, and that also. You have the ability to slice through emotionally difficult circumstances in order to see a situation as it is presented. Um, think you would agree with that? Yes. When I can apply logic to a situation, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. When it's yeah, more we'll get of a, to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That doesn't mean that I don't struggle with, I'm not a, you know, hard ass at work. So I still struggle with people who maybe I feel are not quite up to speed or, you know, okay, they, they screwed this up again. Like I have a heart for those people too. Okay. I'm not just a, I get frustrated with them, but I'm not like, you know, well, at least we'll not see. to them. Maybe, maybe not, maybe not directly. Well, we'll see about that. Maybe not directly. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. So, okay. So with that, that's Does that of, make sense to you? Like what yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think so. Well, it's, let, are, there's, as we go through all four, maybe that the rest of what you're trying to say will come to the surface here because the second, the, your auxiliary function, your second best place to be in is your, um, is, uh, I'm so sorry. Let me find it here. Um, extroverted sensing. So you, um, actually, I'm going to explain what extroverted sensing is. Let me find that here. So that's, but basically, that's the ability to live in the here and now, in mm-hmm. the, any present moment, and to be fully engaged in your senses. That allows you to also, I mean, that complements your driving, your dominant um, 
cognitive function too. It allows you to be precise because you are right here in the now, in your physical senses. There's not a lot of other things bogging you down. So those two work together really well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And that's another area where I totally agree with it. And, and the only, and again, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, some little quirks or caveats to that is like, if what I'm doing, I'm not interested in, then I, in my brain, I'm still processing something else that I am interested in. So like that here and now, if I'm interested in that and what I'm doing, I'm definitely in the here and now, like fully committed, engaged in that process, whatever it is. Okay. And if I'm like, this is kind of like a waste of my time, then I'm totally not. <laughs> so okay. it's almost like one or the other. <clears throat> okay. So, but, but. Yes, if I'm in something that is important to me, I am, we talk about that a lot, just like driving down the road and I'll point something out to you like, hey, look at that. And you're, you know, you're in your head doing something. I don't know what you're doing, but it'll be like a quarter mile later and you're like, look. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, seriously, I pointed that out like <laughs> a couple minutes ago. What is going on? My kids complain about that a lot with me, that yeah. I'm not paying and attention. And that's what I always tell I'm, you. Like, like, looking off into yeah, space. Yeah, you are someplace else <laughs> in those moments, in, in, in that realm, you know, uh-huh. where in other areas you are totally in the moment and I'm totally... Out, you know, out to lunch. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, and I, we'll get to that when we get to my INF. I mean, my uh, Myers Briggs. Um, so yeah, so you have that great ability. Um, you understand. You're in touch with your body. You have good use of your body. You, I mean, that would help you strive in even athletics. You understand the mechanics of your own body, and you are you're grounded there. So that's. That's your that's your co-pilot. That's your auxiliary function. Mm-hmm. So before you go on, because mm-hmm. we looked this up the other day, and I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I am like, according to the you know survey that I did, and I've done I've done a few of them over the last few years, and they were always very close for the especially mm-hmm. introversion extroversion mm-hmm. piece of it, mm-hmm. and I'm like 52 percent introverted, 48 percent you know extroverted. So yeah. when we look that up. The ESTP versus the ISTP, those first, those co-pilot and pilot, are they, they're flipped, right? As far as your dominant? Yeah, yeah. so you would just have, if you were extroverted, these two would just be flipped. Yeah. So your dominant would be sen- your extroverted sensing and your co-pilot would be your intuition. Your, I'm, I'm sorry, your um, introverted thinking. That's what they label yeah. accuracy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you and I were both kind of like, huh, I wonder which one. But you took it again and once once again tested as introverted. Yeah. And like I said, it's very close, but I could swap those two yeah, it was because 52, I'm in the middle. It's, Did it's, you already say that? I, okay. See? <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. We both retook the test last Friday when we were texting actually Nick and Katie about it because we were just curious. Um, and I scored really high on this time on um, int- um, int- intuitive, intuition, I can't talk. I can never talk. Yeah. Versus sensing, which before I thought was a little lower, but for some reason this time yeah. scored way higher. And I was trying to be very conservative in my answers, I swear. So I don't know. Um, let's see. Okay. So yeah, those are your top two. Then they go over to tertiary. tertiary. I see there's the word that yeah, I yeah. Say. It's good enough for me. They call the 10-year-old, and I think then they, they call the inferior function the three-year-old. We covered this that last time because one, it just kind of feels like one, you know, we know the difference between a three-year-old and a 10-year-old, right? Yeah. So 
your auxiliary, I'm sorry, the tertiary function we talked about before is a little bit more of like there's there's probably some growth there, whereas that three-year-old function is completely inferior and sometimes it's a complete blind spot and you're not sure that it's there. I'm going to just pull something up here very quickly. I always just sure. picture that as like the temper tantrum kind of like, you know. Sort of. Yeah. So hold on. Don't get ahead of, too far ahead of me, okay? Because okay. I get, I get, I've got all these little notes here. Um, it, yeah, it's it's the it's like the, the part where there's some strengths there, but it's also like it's the push and pull. It's the Achilles heel. I think what I was actually reading, and I could be wrong about this, but it's almost like if your driving force, if your driver dominant, your most dominant function is somehow deprived or not met, your ten mm-hmm. year old's going to act up. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, so you're. I was I was talking about the three year old when I said temper tantrum. The ten year old's a little bit more refined. No, no, I don't. No, no. okay, yeah, so, okay. But anyway, we're we're on ten year old. Okay, and yes, we'll I stay do, there. Ten year old is what gets. I think what I was just sort of reading. It makes a lot of sense to me, and when we'll get to me, is gets hijacked, or gets gets ten year old ish when mm-hmm. that when your dominant force isn't necessarily getting enough flow time yes. in the flow state. I believe you're correct. So. On that. Let me look here. So for you, yours is your ten-year-old. Your tertiary tertiary is perspectives, and that is an introverted intuition process. And so that is this ability. See, I'm sorry, because this is my driving force. So this is a sort of this ability to understand the patterns of the patterns of the internal workings of the human mind and behavior Mm -hmm. and emotions and all of that sort of thing. And it's an introverted process. So it's within. And then it's also this ability to sort of like see, relate that to others. So you can understand your own process and then you would maybe understand the process of others and be able to put yourself in all these different positions and see with clarity how each position or perspective is sort of experiencing a situation. So when that, when what happens for you, it says is that when that's not working so well, you become a 10 year old Mm -hmm. and that you will tend to take in too little information and decide that you are right and be very overly confident about the conclusions that you've drawn. Mm -hmm. And so I see that playing out with you, it's yeah. very stubborn. When you get very stubborn and you're not willing to engage in a back and forth conversation about something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm misinterpreting this, but it tends to be when I'm trying to get you to see something my way. <laughs> so I don't know where does that come up in other places for you? <clears throat> I th- uh, I think for me that I mean, especially, especially within our, in our relationship, because yeah, it's you trying to get me to understand something. Um, I tend to, I do get stubborn at work when I'm like, no, I'm right on this. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. And I, over the years, I've definitely gotten much better at hearing somebody else say something and be like, okay, that actually like there's, there's some, there's, there's some value there, but I can, but this is not even just about like solving a problem. Like try to not externalize the situation. This is an introverted process. So like trying to understand maybe how you feel about a situation and then how somebody else feels about a situation. So yeah, well, if I maybe that's why this is, so I don't know that this answers the question, but if I feel, um, cornered, or mm-hmm. asked to explain something that I'm like, there's no, ex- like there there's doesn't need to be an explanation. Like for in my own head, this is not even worth a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, you've decided very much you're, have decided you're not willing that to take I, in. Right. Yeah, you'd base your conclusions based on too little info. Yes, and time. it's like I can't even hear what you are requesting or asking because mm-hmm. it doesn't even make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like why that I mm-hmm. I can't even I can't even like fathom that conversation. Like it doesn't even because it, it's genuinely I've tried to like soften up a little bit and be like, okay, what am I missing here? And mm-hmm. when I'm in that state, it is. It's like. I don't even know what the hell to do. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, the, the, again, this is territory that neither one of us are necessarily knowledgeable enough to speak authoritatively about. But and this makes me feel like, again, if your accuracy driving dominant accuracy cognitive function or your introverted thinking function is somehow feeling like it's under threat. Yes, that's right. So if your dominant force feels under threat, the 10-year-old comes up. So here you are in a situation where you're like, there's no way. I, I Feeling intimidated in the world of accuracy, maybe when mm-hmm. you're in the perspectives function, that introverted intuition because yeah. you know this is this is calling for intuition mm-hmm. and into you know working from your gut maybe and like those sort of things and that's not something that you feel confident in the world of accuracy so you're like i'm not even going to take in this information right now it doesn't even make sense to me so I'm shutting it down i'm stubborn and whatever yeah i think it comes up especially if i say something Maybe it's my gut or just in my mind, I've processed it that this is the right the right approach. Mm-hmm. This is how to do it. And you question that where I don't have an explanation for why that is. Mm-hmm. I can't logically lay out all the steps that I did to get there. And so... So back up a little bit because I think you might be going down the wrong path okay. with this a little bit. This is about getting in touch with people and their feelings. Yeah. This is not about problems. So it even says, it talks about ways in this book about ways to sort of Clearly improving this out here. Yeah, <laughs> it's about, about ways to strengthen and get in touch with this part of you. It talks about trying to spend time with other people. It even talks about like spend 30 minutes, like maybe even like make, make it a point to hug loved ones. It says make plans to have compassion and insight for other people get to you know examine other people's body language start to you know assess uh, these things so does yeah. do you see what i'm saying here like yeah. get a read on people no you <laughs> work know, on getting okay, a read on so people this is, it requires you to get a read on yourself too yes and this is where this gets kind of uh interesting because as you were reading that and maybe this doesn't apply specifically here but i was thinking i was just thinking about the difference between you and me and how we uh, handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. And for me, everything is almost like a puzzle. I am, instead of dealing with, I see somebody might be experiencing It's a puzzle for both of us. We're using different functions. Yes. I'm puzzling people. You're puzzling things. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the difference. But even when I'm, even when I'm thinking about people, it's not a direct one-to-one relationship with that person it's almost like navigating around Th- but that's what you're called to do yeah do what you oh, do with I the agree. other things with the re- i agree the with that i'm just world. saying that that's the, that's Use the biggest intu- this is about yes. intuition yeah i intuition the idea of intuition right. is repulsive to you but this is saying <laughs> no you have it every human has it right. like this is it's a it's a, an inferior function for you it's not the most inferior but it's an inferior function for you. It's one that you needs to work on. And this is where I'm going to get, this is where I'm going to bring the astrology piece in because when we look at the Myers-Briggs, 
the whole point under this whole idea, again, when bringing this back to Carl Jung, because Myers-Briggs was formed on his principles, he came up with these cognitive functions. These other women, I can't think of their names right now. Myers they and Myers-Briggs. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Mother-daughter, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I they developed <laughs> the Myers-Briggs personality type. It's a tough one. So, Maybe a quiz later. Yeah. Um, that's my... Uh, <laughs> That's my accuracy. And you should go and read that book. Ten-year-old <laughs> accuracy coming out. No, anyway. So anyways, yeah. um, but their their whole thing with this, or Carl Jung's whole thing was would have been like, okay, these are your these are these two things. Your inferior your lat the bottom two, the inferior and the tertiary are the ones that you need to bring up and lean into and be tr- to, to work towards wholeness or integration of the um and I just find that really interesting because your astrological chart, again, we've talked about this before, talked about this before, your, the node situation, which again, I can't speak super intelligently about, but there are two aspects to it. And this comes to life purpose stuff. Yours both say one is basically like put yourself first. And then the second one says put other people first. And I don't what I've interpreted about that for you specifically is that you not only need to step into your own world and get to know yourself intimately, mm-hmm. you also need to go ahead now and then jump into the world of others and, and get be willing to get to know them. Like tap into relating to other people yeah. in an intuitive way. So this is where this gets trippy for me because I'm like, oh, wow, your Myers-Briggs is saying the same things as your natal chart. And mine does too. Mm-hmm. So... Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And it's something that I've definitely, since we've been talking about this more, been more aware of. And I see certain people do that really well. And I see how I handle dealing with people. Yeah, I have a lot to learn, a lot to learn and to improve on in that area. Yeah. Especially especially when it comes to really getting to know somebody yeah. and opening up in a different way, not yeah. not in a, a you know, coworker, colleague relationship. You know, it's like there might be something there mm-hmm. but i can i can navigate that space okay because it's not about really getting personal or or i mean getting deeper yeah in, in a way i mean i'm just trying to even reflect back to like our first date like i'm like did he really inquire much about me like i'm trying i mean i do remember even just texting back and forth i was the one leading like what's your favorite type of music oh yeah okay so what's your favorite type of music like i had to lead all the questions okay. i feel like i am i wrong I, yeah we've okay. talked about this so many times and i have emails to prove it where you would have asked me a question i responded to your question and then i would ask you a similar but a different the question same question no no, no you did you actually <laughs> brought this up recently because you're like i feel like kind of an idiot because i'm looking back and i'm realizing that even though some things yes you i led the theme of the okay. questions you would like wait for me to ask and then you'd answer and then you'd Say yeah. How about you? Okay, but no, because we did we did explore this too. There was there was more. You were actually I think surprised that there was actually more back and forth. But I can definitely still see it doesn't matter. It was all along the same theme, where you were so, wanting to know all of these different things, yeah. and I I kind of like kept it more in a line. Like it, I would just a gross exaggeration, but like. What kind of music do you like? Okay, then then follow up with what kind of movies do you like? Which yeah. you, you know what I mean. Well, that wasn't like when we meet new people though. Like you're not like so. Tell me about your oh, life. Am... Tell me about your relationship with that person. Tell me about your relationship with that person. What was that like? What like you don't do no, any of that. I'm doing so, all of that. Yes, I am. I'm so bad at that. And honestly, this is this is terrible to admit. But part of that 
first of all, I just don't think about it a lot of times. Insert, I mean, there's certain things I'll think about, but I'm so afraid they're going to tell me something and I'm not going to remember it. And then I'm going to feel like an idiot because it's that's like. That's your, oh my God, that's re- really, that it comes come about up. not feeling like you're not going to remember it. That's a legit No, what I'm reason. saying is there, there's, there's <laughs> the first layer of it is there's a lot of things I don't even think to ask. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, what do you what do you do for them? Do what you do you think do this? That it but could you be... go you go and like explore this whole other world that I don't. Do you even think it touch. could be related to an insecurity, like this idea that like of course, like again, a goal for you or a sort of like a step towards wholeness or integration for you, like this feeling of like this ability. Okay, it says in your astrological chart that you need to work on this ability to form close attachments to other people. That you desire yep. it greatly, but you fear it just the same, and that you sort of you will reject somebody first so that they don't reject you first. And then it also talks about this like idea of having this dilemma of an outsider, a feeling like you're sort of on the outside. And and maybe part of that comes from like, well, if I don't even know what to ask, I can't even relate to this person. What does it mean to relate to somebody? Like, does yeah, that, it's more along, that it's more along you? those lines and more. Yeah. There's like this, and I feel the same way if somebody asks me questions where I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a conversation and there's some back and forth, but then I'll answer the question. And in my answer, I might be halfway through and be like, am I just like rambling and being totally boring? Are they, are they listening? Like I very much, I have a lot of insecurity around that for sure. And then asking the questions, it's kind of the same thing. There's a lot of stuff I don't think of. And then I am self-conscious about what if it's well, a stupid question. Well, according to your astrology the, chart, you, <laughs> you crave know? it. So I do. I actually okay. enjoy I enjoy it when I'm like you said, when I'm operating in my It says that you, you know, need to work on a true giving of yourself to others. Yeah. It says that um there's also this part about having a quest for a higher meaning and purpose, but that's not really I don't I don't know how to relate that. We but. even though if you and I go out and we're with a friend or something like that and we're having a conversation I have no problem carrying on the conversation and asking questions, but then you'll come in and you'll ask something. It's not like it's a a crazy question, but it's just like just a little bit more. And I'm like, why the hell did I, like, why don't I think to ask that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it just is something that doesn't even. Maybe people don't ask you those questions. Or maybe I, I don't do. know if they do. What do you do? You not enjoy being asked those types of questions? No, I enjoy it. But I said I think those are the kind of questions where I enjoy it, and then I answer. And halfway through my answer, I start getting self conscious about. Like I said, am I saying something stupid? Do I sound so, boring? Or not? You let's know? get to your inferior one because we haven't okay. even gotten there yet. The infer- your inferior function is extroverted feeling, which happens to be my co-pilot. Mm-hmm. It's they label it harmony in the personality hacker book, and it's your shadow. And so it's the one that's a big blind spot for you. You don't even know. And they describe the blind spot and the shadow one, this most inferior function, is one that we probably don't even know is present until it makes itself Mm -hmm. known. And so I found this one to be really interesting for you. So extroverted feeling is this ability to be attuned to the needs of those around you, be concerned for the feelings of those around you, be concerned for in a collective way too. So it feels like, okay, everybody's needs here are met. Like we're all good. Like that that is a blind spot spot for you and that when it comes up it comes up if it's a short term they label it like if it's a short term problem a midterm like a second level longer term problem or a habitual problem so if it's just a short term problem for you you will have an explosion slash temper tantrum 
And then I forgot what they said for the second one. I didn't write it down. I'm so sorry. I think I didn't write it down because I didn't notice it in you. But if it was a habitual problem, that's when you see codependence in relationships. So I thought that that was interesting because I feel like that happens for you when you're feeling like there's too much pressure on you to meet the needs of others, maybe. I don't know. How would you relate to that? Well, I was going to ask you actually for like a little bit better of a description on that to okay. better answer that. Um, are, you, are you getting that? I'm trying. Do you have nothing to say about well, it? Well, when you said short term versus long term, okay, I was trying to think of like. It said this a short term may last for a few moments for up to a few days. Being proven wrong can feel truly awful. Wait a minute. I'm in the, I'm in the wrong one. That was for your last one we just talked okay. about. Okay, so short term. This is generally manifested as an explosion of emotion. Usually unfamiliar with emotional expression, the ISTP will experience a temper tantrum, often lashing out with blame at others. Without the skill developed to rein the emotion in, usually it has to be fully expressed and worked through before the ISTP calms down enough to reflect. So, and, uh, and to back up a little bit, it, so harm, it, it says harmony is designed to connect with other people and get needs met and understand interpersonal dynamics. The preferred function of both nurturers and culture creators, harmony users spend a lifetime asking how to meet the needs of the collective, blah, blah, blah. So that would be me. So that's not something you do. Mm-hmm. As a three-year-old process, so for you... This is the part for the IST that whispers from the shadows, normally quite capable of ignoring societal expectations and people's feelings. Suddenly, an ISTP will feel the need to connect with other people, emotionally express themselves, and receive positive feedback, especially respect from others. There are three ways an ISTP experiences the grip, basically meaning when it's... I think like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It says the moments when the driver process is stressed out and needs a break. So I'm wondering, so the driver process is stressed out. So your accuracy process maybe Mm -hmm. is stressed out. Maybe you're feeling pressure from somebody else who's saying you're not meeting my needs. And so then you're like, this isn't even fair. This isn't even right. And then you explode. Yeah, it feels it feels very much like a loss of control. Maybe. Okay. In in that way. And like. Yeah, and it. I've I've told you this before. Oh, it's like oh. all on my shoulder. Like everything yeah. is on my shoulders. Listen and... to this too. Hold on, real quick. It says okay. this is most likely to happen when the ISP gets rejected or receives harsh criticism for sharing their thoughts. Uh huh. Which we'll get to, but my ten-year-old. They say that the the part about my ten-year-old is criticism comes out. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so I was gonna say I have, and it, obviously not limited to three, but three specific individuals with experiences that I can recall since I was like teenager on to now mm-hmm. that, that has really, that has, that has given come into you play a with, and I have, tantrum. and I have lost <laughs> I my think shit. I can count them. I'm sure you can. I've lost my shit and gone off. And I mean, cause I typically am very much I hold a lot in, mm-hmm. too much in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't share my feelings. I don't share all of that. I just kind of keep going on and act as if nothing bothering me. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. Anyway, yeah, so I can I can definitely, yeah, and it very much feels like I just, I lose control for a little bit and then rein it back in. And then it's okay. But it, it definitely is feeling in all of those situations like I'm being disrespected 
Like I'm being criticized. Yeah. yeah. And also probably, again, like you're not able to tap into this, the, the emotional world of the other person. Like you don't know what's going on there. And right. you're going back to your accuracy function, which is yes. your driving one. This yes. is just me trying to interpret this from based on what I'm reading and learning. And now all of a sudden your accuracy thing's in overdrive because you can't really work with accuracy when you're dealing with emotions because that's a foreign world you're, to you're you. You're basically told that your accuracy is meaningless in this situation. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's where I need to function and I need to be told that I'm yeah. right or yeah. my, you know, yeah. I'm accurate in those whatever way. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, the, that's the short term thing. And then the yeah. long term thing is codependence. The habitual grip is codependence. Um, and that shows up in the, the way they describe that is this grip shows up as codependence or otherwise unhealthy relationships. Connection is difficult for ISTPs to create, which is why they tend to be loyal to the people they love. But in this version of the grip, they fear they cannot replicate connection. So, and it goes on and on. And then the the, the long-term grip, which was, act, I actually should have read that before I read Habitual, was um, talking about, which I don't see this come out of you at all, an IST may get in the habit of bragging, constantly showcasing their brilliance and perpetually bringing the conversation back around to themselves, unable to rest into their own self-esteem. The ISTP will use a childlike version of harmony to implore others to give them approval. I don't think I do that. I do... On occasion, I do worry about if I'm talking to somebody, like, am I, am I, am I bringing it back to myself too much? Am I relating their experience to my experience too much? Am I giving space for their experience and validating that experience? Or am I always relating it to me? Yeah, I don't think that's what they're saying. This would be okay. sort of like maybe almost like a narcissistic. Yeah, like the bragging like, and stuff like I'm that. Bragging I and no. I because in their seat because they're seeking approval. Yes. from the other person. That's what I was trying to see. Was that is that other because, piece relevant by itself? Because, because the, yeah, because the, I think part of this extroverted function, extroverted feeling function that we're talking about here, is that not only are you, would you be? This is not your strength, but that whole function is about being attuned with the needs of those around you. Mm-hmm. The reverse of that is sort of also seeking harmony there so sometimes that means you're also seeking approval from the others around you too so that's where i'm wondering if that bragging thing would come in like i need this person's approval so i'm gonna go and brag about myself um but yeah anyways i mean i i don't know that it has to show up the short-term grip temper tantrum thing you said like that's happened with like you can think of four instances but three three specific individuals that have brought that i feel like that has made me really and I think that, that those three that individual individuals put you in a corner, and that's why. Right. Where, or I mean, don't back down. They're like, give me something, yeah, and you explode because you can't. Where maybe if it happens with other people, you, they let you walk away, and then there's just no connection there. Yeah, there's not necessarily an authentic exchange that occurs when it deal when it deals with this yeah. cognitive function. I'm not saying people in general. No, I'm no, saying no. Related to this cognitive function. I hear you, and that's where I get that's where I get a little tripped up because you're right. It's like. In those situations, I've always felt like I have tried to explain my side of it and or, or not, not I don't want to say explain my side of it, but, you know, like even dealing with you and our, our you know, our relationship where you'll ask me a question or something. And, I, and I'm like, I answer the question in my mind, what I think I'm, a, I'm answering a question and you. So, again, you know, let's not get wrapped. Right, I think you're getting right. into a counterfunction, cognitive function here. This is extroverted feeling. This is the ability to be attuned to the needs yeah. of those right, okay. around you and feel also like, so don't like, it's not necessarily just a fight with somebody. It's, right. it's just this ability. 
Let me go back to it. No, I get it's the it's the whole connection and, and understanding what they're yeah. experiencing too, what they're feeling in that, right? I mean, that's. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go to the exact definition. So if I can find it here, simplify this. Um, I know. Well, I thought you could just. You're a machines person and a systems person. You you just need to read this maybe to. to <laughs> I feel like you're. You're mincing things together, but okay. So we're talking about extroverted feeling harmony. Yeah. This is this uh, these this is the person that asks: Is everyone okay? Is everybody getting their needs met? Um, harmony users possess an almost uncanny uncanny ability to understand social dynamics, unwritten social rules, and culture. This emerges from a lifetime of focusing on everyone's feelings and needs. Since it's impossible to meet every single person's needs all the time, Harmony users instead set up conditions to meet the needs of the collective. This often manifests as etiquette. And it goes on and on. But again, it's not your... So basically what it's saying <laughs> basically what it's saying is that when you're when this function is called upon in you on you, you act like a three year old. Yes. That's what it's saying. I know. Your three-year-old comes I, out. I agree with that. I was trying to... So I was don't trying sit here to... and try to say, well, there's only some people that bring this yeah. out in me. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know. And I was... Yeah. There's some people that maybe have pinned you in a corner. That, that's what I'm but... saying. To, to really get in the, the, to the place where I've like totally lost my shit and exploded. But it happens all the time. Yeah. You're right about that. You it may be having a metaphorical temper tantrum in your mind yeah. that you're not right. showing. No, I was, <laughs> I was actually just thinking about that because... And again probably totally screwing this up because I think anal- analytically and everything mm-hmm. else, but dealing with somebody and what they might need from me instead of recognizing, oh, <clears> they need some validation here. They need like, I, hey, how are you doing in this? It's like, not a, yes. It's like, or it could just be like, you know what? I'm going to go do this thing. How is this going to affect the other person? Like, yeah. hey, do you, like that might bother them. Do you, I wonder if that's going to bother them. Like, it's just thinking right. about, you don't think about that stuff. I don't think about that. I think, yeah, I like that's, that's what I think this is capturing the essence of here. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, we talk about that all the time. You're like, I would never ask that. Like and I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, but you're tuned into like it might be for the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that might make them and, and, and then when I'm saying that, it's like it might be to me it was it's a mundane thing. It's not like it's a yeah weird thing. Yeah. But well, it just Yeah. And the other but so yeah, so but again, that goes along with going back to what your north node talks about is like this feeling like an outsider i feel like relates to this idea of like i'm not attuned to to the emotional needs of others of the collective like i can't relate in that way like i can't you know i have to always remember when we talk about this stuff it's like the emotional needs the emotional needs it's like that's very different than just what i consider the needs which are not the emotional needs it's like is everybody good everybody's good everybody ate everybody did this everybody did that it's not the emotional needs and and, and honestly what i've observed from you if you are in the presence of somebody that is a little emotionally more volatile in nature Mm -hmm. you're on eggshells whether it's me or somebody else like if you notice i'm in a bad mood you're gonna be on eggshells oh totally you're not gonna be like hey what's up what's going on it doesn't matter who it is somebody that is has this extroverted feeling they're gonna inquire they're like hey what's wrong you're acting odd like i can tell something's up yeah you avoid like, it like the plague well, you're not, like everything's, I'm not going there. everything's fine around here <laughs> uh yeah oh yeah sure so uh yeah. um yeah so this is what oh, that's, that's what this is talking true. about yes okay. I, I know and i keep i keep <laughs> screwing it up as i'm talking about it that's why yeah. I, I need to keep saying it even if i'm getting it wrong to so i can tune it and get it right okay i can actually understand it and process it like 
Because I'm like, well, I think about the needs of other people and I is, do this. And it's like, no, this is not what <laughs> But see, this is the thing is like, you're, this is what your challenge in life is to do here is to yes. tap into these functions yeah. that are not getting enough attention from you. Absolutely. So, okay. So then for me, we mostly, I mean, our, again, ours are contrary in, in a way because what I lead with is your 10-year-old. So I lead with perspective. And again, that's an ability to recognize patterns of patterns of what is happening inside the mind of myself and then also to be able to transplant out and into the mind of other people and that's why that you know a good profession is like a therapist because they're able to see they're able to understand human behavior and detach from their own as much as one can detach Mm -hmm. from their own experience and place themselves in somebody else's experience and help that person realize their own sort of ways of being so um so and and actually that's the i didn't cover this with you but i do know that i both infjs and intjs lead with in um with this perspectives cognitive function okay so as long as that is that's when i'm in my flow and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's working well i'm doing oh what was i going to say about that because okay so if that's not working well that's gonna and i didn't really maybe necessarily spell this out so clearly when we were talking about yours, but that can impact your other functions as well. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll get to that in a second. So my co-pilot is Harmony, extroverted functioning, which we just talked about for you. It's your shadow. So, But for me, it's it's my second best thing. Yeah, I'm attuning to the needs of the collective. Um there's something here scribbled that I can't read, but that's okay. <laughs> you, you wrote it, right? Yeah, I scribbled it though. So, but we, yeah, we talked about that with you in pretty in depth. So then my 10-year-old is accuracy, which is introverted thinking, uh-huh. which is what your dominant function is. That's what you lead with in the world. That's where I, I use it as a 10-year-old, if, especially if my dominant one is not in good shape just like we talked about with you if your dominant cognitive function is feeling threatened in any way our 10 year old and our three-year-old will sort of come out so how that looks like for me when it comes to accuracy is that most people use accuracy to look at a system and see what's right about it Mm -hmm. or what needs improvement i have a tendency to focus and fixate on what is wrong about something (laughs) and criticize it, which I'm like, holy shit, that is totally what happens, especially if I feel, feel, because I can, I'm going to talk more about me right now, I guess, than I did about you because I don't live in your body and in your brain, so I can't relate And I can't articulate what those things are. (laughs) But I know that when I, when my intuition, my perspective, that's my introverted intuition, when I know that that's accurate, and again, that's, I, that's a skill of mine. It's yes. a natural born talent. I am usually really on point when it comes to that cognitive yep. function. When the world around me is telling me that I'm wrong, I will get fixated on why they're not and I will criticize them. And I'm just like, oh my God, I do this all the time. Yeah. And especially if you consider that like you're not buying my introverted intuition bullshit because that's your 10-year-old. Right. So then right. you're I, I, calling that, me out on it and then I criticize you about why all the ways you're Yeah, wrong. I'm questioning you on something that you're like, you you know you're right. This is who you are. This is like predominantly your strong yeah, like the, you know, like with our blended suit. family dynamics. Yeah. That's that's where this has come. This has come out so much for me over the last 
probably seven years, especially like where I'm like, Jim, I know these things are happening and you are constantly, you were constantly, I don't know about that. How do you know? You can't be right. And I'm like over and over again, it just beating me down. And like, I just got to the point where I just was like, spent all my time proving why everybody else was wrong right. and I was right. And with you only and like talking to you oh, yeah, about it's, it. It's, yeah, totally and between it's us. it's funny because it says that like that definitely can come out as and lead to um, depression and health issues. Right. So I'm just like, we, because actually because of my inferior too. So I'll get to so, that. So I was just like, okay, this is, there's so many light bulbs going off for me right now. And if I relate this back to my north nodes and my astrology chart again we've talked about this before one of my nodes is this ability to be able to express myself wholly and Mm -hmm. i feel like that kind of goes along with this one this piece of like when that's not happening yeah i'm not in a good state when somebody's telling me that what i know to be right is not right and then i feel just sort of muzzled like i can't say anything anymore then i guess i'm just gonna not say anything anymore but in but everything that I know to be true is now denied outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if I'm understanding this correctly too, or, or thinking about this, the problem with that is because we're so different in the way we handle these things. And like you said, you're like, I know I'm right about this. And I'm like, well, you can't know you're right because you don't have all the pieces to put together. You don't have all the facts. But I did. Right. You know <laughs> Not the pa- according to you your know the patterns of the patterns, but exactly. <laughs> so then, would it, which, you know, chicken or egg, it doesn't matter how this plays out. But, you know, if then you're, you are criticizing the the accuracy of the system, which is how I function, is there's a system in place and, and it works this way. I criticize by pointing out why all the ways you're wrong. Yes. Or by what all those other people right. are doing, like fixating on what they're doing wrong. Yes. Because the person that I know, because what happens is, yeah, because I'm like, this happened, right. this is right. And then I don't, nobody ever is like, yeah, you're right, that happened. I get to be like, go ahead and now there's like a, like a, I don't know how I want to word this, but there's like, I do this whole thing of like, nope, see, they did that. They did that. You're doing that. You're doing right. that. You're doing that. Like they, da, 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 da. And, like, it, <laughs> and it appears to me at that point, oh, you're just, you're just finding all the flaws and yeah. you're totally ignoring all of what's right with right. it. But like I said, it doesn't matter who creates the storm or that, not the storm, but the situation, because it, it, it's not always like, oh, I'm making, I'm, I'm putting you in your 10-year-old self before I'm in my 10-year-old self. But regardless, mm-hmm. we when one of us goes there, it's like almost naturally just brings the other one to that place because the mm-hmm. things that you're focused on as your 10-year-old self are the things that are my mm-hmm. driving force. Yeah. And so at that point, when I feel threatened in that way, yeah. now I'm in my 10-year-old self and that's a difficult place to get well, out yeah. of. You well, know? And that, yeah. well, then if I even find myself like going and talking to an outsider, like a good friend, mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to like, just like provide the list of things, you know, and use the word not literal, but figuratively incriminating Mm -hmm. things, all these things that have happened, you know, because again, because nobody has like, because there's this constant force of like, everything you're driving force in life is constantly shut down. And that's what gives me life is to like, see these patterns and see what's happening with all the people and to be completely alone in that world. Like, yeah, you're tense. So that I'm like, that makes so much sense. So then my inferior one, my shadow, the one that I 
has been a blind spot for me, supposedly, which we've talked about over and over again in these episodes, which I'm really trying to give a lot of attention to right now, is extroverted sensation, which is your co-pilot, which is being the ability to live in the present moment, take each moment for what it is, appreciate each moment, Mm -hmm. appreciate the unknown, be grounded in your body, be grounded in your senses, is all foreign to me i'd rather live in my (laughs) fantasy high but so when i don't do that though again it's supposedly you know the universe or the it will show itself through so people like that me that deal with this problem will have health issues and so anyways i that knock on wood nothing serious has happened yet but but what people with this inferior complex here do is that they um they have they have they overindulge which I've always had, like, I like whether it's food or whatever, like, I'm, like, eating my feelings or whatever. I've, there's a lot of problems with impulsivity and overindulgence. And um, they can, if they're not, if they're neglecting their body, they could be ignoring their body or they could be hypervigilant about it, which I can relate to this, like, overexercise or, um, like like or when you do exercise like work yourself too hard to the point of injury just again not being attuned to your body mm-hmm. not treating it as a temple but something that needs to be abused or beaten up mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and again that's a challenging area for us because i'm very much in the present with everything mm-hmm. and my future mm-hmm. is more wing it we'll see what happens mm-hmm. i don't have control over what's going to happen mm-hmm. but that's very difficult for you rightfully so because you feel like you're the only one looking out for the future. So how can you stop and sit in the present and look in the present? That's exactly that's exactly what it talks about. Is that like that's the big challenge is because I'm always my I want to be living in the future. I don't yeah. it's distressing for me to actually try to engage the shadow. It depletes me energetically, which means that it depletes <laughs> you energetically to work when on <laughs> work on feeling thinking about other people's feelings. So yeah. it's interesting. It will how this all works out so it's just i always this constant balancing act i think but also it's through tending to that shadow self that ultimately you will get in greater harmony with all of the four functions together i believe is how it works um so yeah and yes and again that one is in my north south node stuff for my natal chart is getting into my body and understanding the rhythm and flow of the earth and learning to appreciate the mundane things that I just need to do every single day. Yeah. Can I shift gears? I don't want to. Yeah, I'm done. I was just thinking about one thing that I've learned over the last few years, especially, but the last couple of years, um, kind of to the next level is I've always been, I guess, since we started talking about this stuff, like it's been a little confusing to me when we talk about like being in tune to people's feelings and stuff like that, because I'm like, I'm nice to everybody. Like I care about everybody and I'm nice to everybody. It's so funny. I know. And so it's one of those things that <laughs> it's taken me a long time to realize that that's not what that looks like. No. It's not just being nice to somebody. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? It's like actually really being curious it's and being understanding human with right. them it's just like full circle back to yeah. that time i talked about our first date i mean our first fight where i was like i'm fucking leaving i can't believe he hasn't like said one thing to me all day long about what's wrong 
And then I drove home feeling so rageful because you were, I told it that I was going home. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. But it, that's what you're saying. There's like, what do you mean? I was being nice. And I, yes. no, it's, this is, it's scientifically right. proven that that is not attunement. But, <laughs> that's exactly it. So when you say, when you say that to me, like, I still have a little bit of that feeling in me that it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, your personality is you're not good with this and being in tune to people. It it almost, it makes me feel a little bit like maybe defensive because it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, seriously, your like nobody can say I'm, I'm me- like mean to anybody. It's like, no, no one's saying you're mean to anybody. It's a matter of connecting and being attuned to that person's feelings. And that's the difference. Like I said, it's totally... It is, but it's also, it is also important. Like that, there, it is important to also do that. To what? To attune. You said, I'm not being mean, but... No, no, what I'm saying is that's we how I always... We use the word before neglectful. It's not a pleasant sensation. So if what you do need to understand, though, is that like... Can I finish? Yeah. What I was saying was that in in what I always thought that looked like or meant before, not now, I don't think that anymore, was... You're being, you're treating somebody kindly, nicely. You're being mean to somebody. And that was when you talk about their feelings and stuff, it was caring for them was being nice to them. Or if in that, in that context, when you said you're not in tune to people's feelings, to me, that felt like you were saying you're not nice to people. And it's like, that's where. Yeah. yeah, But yes. Ultimately, it. You've it heard of toxic posi- positivity. Yes. You're the king yes. of toxic I know. positivity. Yeah, so that's what I'm so saying. It, I've it, learned a lot about that. You cannot use the word mean, but it makes people angry. Yes. So I don't, you might not be being mean, but you make people very angry with your toxic positivity. I know. And you may, I mean, there's a space for positivity, but there's also I, I want you to go not back a and, space I want you to go back and listen to this and see if you can understand what I'm saying here. I do understand what you're saying, but okay. you just said just now, you were you you also said... I still feel a little defensive when you say that. What so I'm, sa- I'm, what just I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, because I know the difference now, mm-hmm. I in, I instinctively know that's not what that means. But in my definition of what it is to care for somebody and to pay attention, you know, be in tune to their feelings, mm-hmm. from the way back when, it was always, well, yeah, I'm nice to everybody, or I'm this. And what I'm what I'm saying is, I've learned that that's not what that means at all. And right. so when I'm saying I feel that still, I'm just saying it's like. I have to remind myself not to go back to that that old thought process right. of that's what and that I'm looks like. And I'm just reiterating yeah. that it's actually how it makes people feel. Yes. You don't need to get defensive. Yeah. In fact, maybe the fact that you're getting defensive shows a little some work to be done here, Jim. Well, like it, you it, could be like, oh yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely does. And when I <laughs> defensive is not the right word. What no, I'm but saying you're getting is defensive that, with me right now because you're like, did yeah. you hear what I said? Yeah, because <laughs> because I feel like I'm saying everything you're saying. I'm actually explaining that I was I've been totally wrong on this mm-hmm. and that I've learned so much from yeah. it and I don't believe that anymore. Yes. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. So what I'm saying is yeah, throw all that out. I don't believe that anymore. Right, but do you understand but, that it also makes people like angry? Oh, absolutely. You, you use the word. I thought that you were trying to say I was mean. You weren't saying I was mean. You're right, but and also yes. it kind of doesn't mean. Like I also kind of want to say no. It's mean. Oh, it is mean. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're ta- we're talking mean on two different levels. We're yes. talking about yes. yeah, talking to somebody in a mean way versus. Being in tune to their feelings to the point of caring. Right, yeah. but I want you to understand, though. Oh, I totally get it. They elicit the same I sort actually of thing. do understand this very well. I still <laughs> suck at it, but okay. I actually understand the concept of it. Okay. Like, I get it. Okay. I get it. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like as far as how to how do I, you know, make myself relatable? How do I engage with somebody? How do I pay attention to their feelings? How do I, you know, uh, pick up on that? You have to... 
you have to do it before you figure it out. You just said, I'm trying to figure it out. You just got to start doing it. That's what I've realized with my thingies here. It's like, I just got to wake up every day and every minute remind myself, oh, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. It's like, I'm I'm never going to have it mastered. (laughs) No, but I, and that's why I try, I've been really trying to work on like, you know, asking those questions about, you know, how you doing, how you feel like just to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, and actually create that connection and then try to learn from that so that it's not foreign to me, like asking that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's different than how's your day? Like what's really going on with you? You know what I mean? It's a totally different, Yeah, it's it's so much deeper than a surface level. Like if somebody actually came in and like, if you actually, if it depends on the way people respond to that too. But if somebody was like, Oh, it was fucking terrible driving. Oh my God. And blah, blah, blah. Like, Maybe you could be like, oh, seriously? Really? Like, what Oh, what, yeah. what happened? Like, oh, yeah. my God, that would piss me off, too. You know, just, like, Absolutely. speak like that with people. Um, I do that That's much. a gross exaggeration. That yeah, I but... do that much more in that, yeah, that exaggeration. I mean, obviously, I would do that. What about if... <laughs> me? What do you want me to say? What, what could I, what's my, your advice for me? Because you, my shadow stuff is your driver and your co-pilot. Yeah, I, th- I mean, obviously, reactivity is a big one. Um. But I think the biggest thing is like when you it's talk. It's not supposed to see her. She got this all wrong. Keep feelings out of it. Like we're just talking about sensations and accuracy. So it's really, you're supposed to give me advice, like really work on full, slowing down and being mindful and doing grounding practices and getting okay, into my well, body and meditating. <laughs> and I'm going right to. But you're like, could you just stop being emotional? <laughs> no, Jim. I'm going right to just criticize less and everything's going to be fine. Okay? No, Jim. No, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> slowing down is the biggest thing. I, honestly, that when I say be less reactive, I, the better way to say that would be slow down in yourself and your body and recognize when you're feeling that. And we've talked about this a lot is like that feeling of, oh, if I'm feeling defensive or if I'm feeling like this, you know, that little bit of a tightness or something, I know at that point, oh, I'm going into this thing and I'm having an experience and I have to be like, I have to be mindful of that instead of just turning into my 10 year old self and reacting to that you know, mm-hmm. tip for tat or whatever else. But honestly, for you, I just think the biggest thing is really slowing down and getting yourself into a little bit more of a, you know, a Zen state. I watch the way you move through the world and it's always triggered the <laughs> fuck out of me and not, and not, and not, and I mean, I'm owning that that's ridiculous about me, but like you'll get out of bed and you'll like walk so slowly and like, you'll just like, if you're brushing your teeth, it's like the way you grab the tooth Everything about and the, the tooth it's like so mindful and slow. And I'm like, it used to drive, it used to make okay. me like angry. And then I don't, and I go I know, fast and you're, me, okay, can you sorry. Finish? Yes, you can finish. <laughs> I have a point here. Okay. So I like, it's, and it's still, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's still like, oh, when I'm like irritated, I'm like, God, he's just, everything about him is irritating to me <laughs> You know, people do that. Don't get mad right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> couple, the difference this is happens you just, with couples. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, I'm like n- right now. I'm like I have to be like that. I have to. I have to practice being like. I don't have to be like that because I'm not going to be like that. But I have to strive towards that. Like I do. Like I have to just. It's a whole new thing for me. It's so foreign, and I notice myself in the last couple, maybe month, especially the last two weeks. I've been really attuned to like every doing so much more often how noticing how tense I am and trying to just kind of melt into my body. Like literally I can feel myself just ground back into my body. I never notice how much I'm actually sort of elevated outside of mm-hmm. my body and just like 
you know, like moving fast. And so it's, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause those are those situations. I'm like, why are you even paying attention to this? Like you're in the other room in the bedroom. Like, why the hell are you looking at me brushing my teeth? Should I so admit anyway. that like I make you make coffee for me every morning, <laughs> but then I get irritated about the way you make coffee uh-huh. for me? <laughs> are you going to make, I'm getting my clothes. Wow. It's I'm ready. like, you're so slow. Just grab the cup. Why did <laughs> Yeah. Um, what I find funny about that though is maybe it's not funny, but yeah, you're walking so slow. Like it's, you're like, it's so weird. And then I know. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to consciously pick up the pace. And uh, so I'm moving. You're like, why are you stomping? Why are you walking no. so loud? You, yes, you, you, you do. don't need to stomp when you walk fast. I, but just saying that it's like. You do move slowly. But the, there has been times where I'm like, like we're, we're, there's actually been true times where I have like jokingly been like, no, seriously, like I want to s- experiment what it would be like to just see you move faster. Like in every single way, the way mm-hmm. you re- pick things up, the way you, move, you know, gesture to grab your coat and just like, like I'm like turbo speed. And we'll joke about it. And there's been a couple of times I feel like where you've like tried to like do it at my pace just to like messing around with each other. And I feel like you get really frazzled and you forget things. I do. And then you get mad at me. It's because outside you of my system. you forgot something. You're like, God damn it. I forgot. Blah, 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 and it's your fault. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. Because that I, I am very methodical in that way. There's certain things that I do quickly, but most uh-huh. of the time I... I work at like it's a steady pace. Yeah. But yeah, back to genetics, your boys are the same way. Like I've watched them. They're like, I'm like, oh my God, they're so like, just like watching them get their breakfast ready or make a cup of coffee or like tie their shoes or like, (laughs) I'm like, what the, and I just, just, it's interesting to me because I've never, I mean, I've interacted with enough people in my life. I've, I just feel like this is new. I've never... What mingled I, with people like this. What I find the most fascinating about that situation and uh-huh. how within this house, uh-huh. how attuned you are to all of that, that seems very much to be to be the here and now. What's going on around that's you? That's so and funny. And you are yes. so completely... Yeah, that's true. Somebody could be doing something and I'm like, did you see that? And you're like, no, I had no clue. And I'm like, yeah. you pick up on everything that I do or you know, the kids or whatever else, but like outside of that... You're kind of oblivious to a lot of that. No, I'm not oblivious. Maybe not I'm oblivious. Not oblivious. But... I'm I know what the hell is going on relationally all the time. Are you kidding me? Anytime we leave any sort of thing, I'm like, Jim, we need yes. to talk about what just happened. Yes. And you're like, well, I didn't notice that. You're very in tune that and the way. The kids I'm always notice the same things I do. So you're, a, I think you're alone in your oblivious there. <laughs> but I think that my point was, though, is that I'm not like making fun of you guys I, because actually you guys brought my awareness to it for me because now I notice it in other people, too. But like I feel like, yeah, there, you know, at least half the population is like this, probably mm-hmm. slower and um, more methodical or mindful. And, you know, um, yeah. so, yeah, it's just interesting because I'm like, oh, I never noticed that before and noticing that I need to I need to channel that energy. So it's funny because this is a stupid thing, but like. You know, usually get your coffee. I get your coffee in bed, and you'll sit there and you know, kind of. You, I, yeah. you do your morning morning routine separate from me a lot of times, and like on Saturday you yes, work on and Saturday, last, so you maybe go last thing. three years I've been able to do that, but which is very nice. You'll sit there and drink your coffee in bed, and sometimes you'll spill it on the sheet, like a little bit of coffee, a couple. Sometimes you mean all the time. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I, there isn't a world where I can fathom spilling my coffee. Being that klutzy to like, besides maybe like once every, you know, once, you know, 
oh my you know, God. a year. Then I'm like, over it. And it's like, have you ever seen my fingernails? I can't keep <laughs> my fingernails clean or not cut up or jagged to save my life. I yeah, realize I that about myself that too. So funny because it, and the difference <laughs> is the pace at which you pick your cup up and drink it and do all that, all of that stuff mm-hmm. versus me where I'm like, I'm picking it up and paying attention so that I don't spill it and I'm drinking it and then I'm putting it yeah, back down very so carefully slow. so it doesn't, so it doesn't like <laughs> hit hard on the table when I set it down and you know, and you're like just boom, 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 boom. Yes. And it's like, and there's coffee. And it yes. crazy. And yet, the flip side of that is when it comes to having a clean house and having things put away and cleaned up, yes. you're way more, way more like on that shit than I am. Yes. So it's like, I how, clean can, you, up fast how too. I'm like, can you be so like, there, there's you left crumbs in the crown or clean them up and all of that, and make, yet you got coffee stains all over and that doesn't bother you one bit. No. And that's what's weird to me is that you can have shit laying all over the bedroom, but like you got your little coffee and it's <laughs> nothing spilling. It's like, what? I know. <laughs> I think it's the... I can clean up as fast as you can make a mess. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and like I mean I and I do notice it like and it's funny because I do notice it in our kids too. I feel like Christopher's a lot like me and even though him and Nathan share a bedroom. And even though that bedroom is so messy all the time now, um I do notice that, like Christopher's corner is always a lot. He doesn't like have any. He doesn't really get anything out. He just, just mm-hmm. not a lot going on. He might leave his clothes laying around, but as far as like just stuff around, Nathan's is a nightmare all the time. And I feel like the minute mm-hmm. we clean, make him clean it up, not even twenty four hours later, yeah. it's a shit show again. I'm like, how does that happen? That's funny because you know I think <laughs> one of the and this isn't a hundred. This doesn't hold truth hundred percent of the time. But Christopher is more likely, I think, to put crap garbage in his drawers so that it's not out you don't see it no he has less in his drawers than nathan does but trust me I you think he's just naturally like he's actually throwing stuff out and he's doing it on a more regular basis because maybe because he doesn't like okay. any he doesn't like clutter no, either. generally like he gets mad like if he has to carry anything you know what i mean that was like, my that was my question to you is so do you think he because kind of like you you're like i don't care just put it away i don't want it out so yeah you're like, if the drawer is a mess, I don't give a shit if the drawer is a mess, as right. long as it's not sitting out. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Does well, he... I know that isn't the case because... Okay. I, okay. But that could be just because the face sit over in his side, Nathan's side of the room and they're both dumping stuff in Nathan's That, that could be. <laughs> so that might be a bad example. Anyway. All right. Well, we went on. We did. Well, that we was did. a fun, another fun episode talking about the same I'm thing. More of the same thing. <laughs> I still want to challenge you to bring a legit topic that you want to talk about. I know. Because... I yeah. was thinking about that, and I that think that will I'm, help you. This is a goal for you, Jim. You it know, will leaning into your other your inferior I, functions. Again, here. I think that's the thing is that I'm very self conscious about bringing a topic and then leading a discussion, and I don't know oh, why. Oh, you yeah, you just inspired me to really because I think about this. I think about different topics, and I'm just like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that doesn't, and it's like, oh, why yeah. is it so hard for me to pick a topic? This is so good because you're yes, it's going to have to be unplanned, sort of too, maybe because that that would be the goal is that. I mean, plan to a certain degree, but the goal would be like, I'm just going to see what happens here. Well, yeah. What you're saying is, yeah, I'm not going to come in here with a scripted topic and ask you questions about the, like, you have it's to not go like in, that. It you has have to, to go, be come com- in with unknowns around it. Yeah. Because that's how you sort of get through it. Yeah. I got to, I got to figure something out. Oh, that's so. good. Next episode, it's all you. We'll see you guys in we'll six see, months. I was going to say, you'll see you guys we'll in, hear you, You'll hear gonna, us in six months. I was going to say like two weeks, but okay, six <laughs> months. <laughs> That's probably more realistic if you leave it up no, to me. No, you have 48, hour, 48 hours to come up with a topic. <laughs>
I can a I, good one. I can do that. that. I approve. Yes, kidding. exactly, exactly. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about legal stuff? Do you want to talk about construction? I don't. Do you you got to make it interesting. It's got to. It can't be a lecture, right? Or can it be? Maybe it can no, be. No, no. But it's got to be. be interesting. Yeah. My I problem think. is finding something that I'm interested that in mm-hmm. that. Maybe you can find somebody in. to interview. You know what? We had so much fun having Katie and Nick here, and we we really want to get the other kids back in here. And like Katie, our Katie, my daughter Katie, really wants to be involved, and she came up with an idea of interviewing us. So that's I, don't, I guess that wouldn't really you wouldn't be able to take control of it I she's wouldn't. interviewing us but now. i'm all for somebody else doing but an interview maybe but. you could interview but in a way of a topic that challenges some of the stuff for you i don't know yeah well you could, i you know i even when we just had nick and katie in here the other day it's like i really tried to lead it you did a good job what do you mean and i just felt like then you'd come in with that secondary question and it's like God, that question was so much better than my initial question your oh, follow-up was so. always like Oh, it was just more thoughtful. It was more like... No, I just know. think that, well, maybe Katie is interested in the same things I'm interested in, so I know. her and I could go back and forth. That's what, You did a much better job, though, at that. I was, you know, that, that again, that's just okay. not good in that way. So Okay. But anyway, yeah, I'll come up with something and we'll okay. figure it out. So. All righty. All right. Love you. Love you. Love you.